When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Apsuck, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fires. We still unpack Eastwash so much there. We have some great questions about what the Magnificent Seven of Snow, the Snow Team Six, the John Seal Team Six, whatever, the, the Suicide Squad of Westeros heading up north of the wall, what they're trying to accomplish. We have some theories on that. More great stuff, great questions about John's lineage. What it meant for Rhaegar to get this annulment and why would he have done it? And more questions about Cersei and the little moments. We're going to celebrate those here today on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. Always hesitant to call into Daily Thrones because I'm merely a show watcher, not a book reader. And to paraphrase, I know nothing. But I felt uh, encouraged by this last episode. I've got a few theories, red alert theories. First off, uh, I don't think they're going to go get any rando um, white to bring back to Cersei. My theory is that it's going to be one of the SEAL Team Snow or whatever we're calling that group uh, turned into a white that's brought back to Cersei to prove about the White Walkers. So I'm hoping it's not Jorah, but you never know. Also, could it be that Cersei, even though the agreement to meet uh, to meet Tyrion goes down that Cersei kills Tyrion and that's what finally turns Jaime against her that's what finally uh, pushes the uh, his uh, patience could be I don't know theories fun stuff Great call from Justin on the station. First time caller, but a listener who was uh, hesitant to call in before. Justin, don't be. The show only perspective is very valuable. I love talking the uh, show with show only people, book long time book people, people like me who were show first and then quickly became book maps and anything I could uh, take in about Game of Thrones. It all is valuable and. I always I say this at Collider Video, and I'm working with like Josh McCuga and Mark Riley, who are who are book only. Uh, Dennis Zen, John Roca, who are or excuse me, show only. They're all show only. You have a different perspective. You're, you're taking things in um, in a much different way than someone who's read the books. Now we're well past the books, but the books still inform a lot of our speculations and decisions. And the show doesn't necessarily hold itself to that. So being show only is valuable, Justin. And I appreciate your call. And yes. I am starting to think and starting to agree with these theories going around that what John and his magnificent seven of snow will be doing up there or what they'll end up doing might not be capturing some random white. It might be capturing someone we know. Imagine the tragedy as it plays out where they return to Danny and they say, we have one. Unfortunately, it's Sir Jorah Mormont, but we have one. Jorah said to his queen, I've, I've wanted to serve you. I vowed to serve you. Let me serve you. Right now, there may be no better way to serve Daenerys Targaryen in the realm than being the White Walker, or just the White, I should say, that shows the world it's all real. Is that Sir Jorah's destiny? It's heartbreaking. 
I can't accept it. I don't want to accept it. But in true Game of Thrones fashion, I could see that happening. So Justin, that theory, you're not alone. I think a lot of people are sensing something like that. Some kind of twist. Coming back with some random white might not do the trick. Now, you'd think it would. But is that going to matter to Cersei? No. No, but it could convince her. If, if any white could convince Cersei, might as well make it someone that we as an audience and we as uh, fans of John and Daenerys and all those, quote, good guys, it would add a little bit more to us. So, Justin, good job. Keep calling in. We love the theories here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. Just wanted to drop a call in and give my uh, thoughts on Eastwatch. Um, one of my favorite characters is Jamie and, and Tyrion Lannister, honestly. So seeing that scene with the two of them together reunited again was really fulfilling for me. I like to see that. Um, I did not like what followed. It seemed for a minute like Jamie was having a change of heart and he kind of realized that they were going to lose the war. They couldn't take on Danny's three dragons. And it seemed like he was really going to try to do what Tyrion asked him to do and convince Cersei to back off. But Cersei pulls that that tr trump card with the kid, the, the new pregnancy, and it feels like Jamie's falling right back into her traps. All I want for this show is to watch Jamie free himself of Cersei. That will be the most fulfilling and fitting end for me. If nothing else happens in that show except that, I will be a happy, happy camper. Ken, this is Jay from Tech Parental. I also... Uh, just had a, a comment and a question just regarding Cersei. Yeah, I was questioning whether that thing was real, uh, her claiming that she's pregnant. But then she reveals that she, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that she knew that um, Jamie had met with Tyrion and that whole thing. And then she says, don't betray me again. I don't, I don't understand how she feels that uh, Jamie betrayed her. I mean... He met with Jamie. He was tricked. Uh, he, he met with Tyrion. He was uh, tricked into meeting with Tyrion. And he re went right back and reported to Cersei. I mean, where's where the betrayal? Am I missing something? Let's talk Jamie and Cersei here on Daily Thrones. A couple calls on the station. Spencer, some great reactions. And how, you know, Jamie's his favorite character. And that's an interesting choice. And I love that choice. Jamie should be a lot of people's favorite characters. He is one of the more um, interesting storylines and, and changes of heart, but not quite there. And that's what Spencer's pointing out. He seemed to, uh, a few seasons ago, kind of change who he is. And I still think he has changed. But he always has these moments with Cersei, and that's what Cersei knows. She knows she can bring Jaime back into the fold. That's why I think a lot of people might be questioning whether or not this pregnancy is real. Again, I think it is real. Most of us do. But that can pull Jaime back in. He met with Tyrion. He agrees with Tyrion, I think, in principle. That's why he didn't slice Tyrion down. Uh, and he knows they're going to lose the war if they keep trying to fight it the way they're fighting it. Danny has two more of those dragons. Two more of those weapons of mass destruction ready to take them out. Jamie knows this. He is a soldier. He is a field commander. And Cersei knows it too. But she's always going to pull him back in. Which leads to the second call from Jay from Tech Parental. What did Jamie do to betray Cersei in the situation? And that 
is why it's so difficult to love Cersei and so difficult to serve Cersei. Did Jamie betray Cersei? From her point of view, yes. You met with Tyrion. Well, I didn't know. I was tricked by Bronn. Well, then kill Bronn. Bronn betrayed you. And you met with Tyrion still. You didn't slice him down. This is kind of what I think Cersei is meaning and Cersei would want to have happened. Slice him down. He killed our father. He killed our son. He didn't kill our son, but he killed our father. And I don't like him. I want his head. You didn't bring me his head. You met with him. And not only did you meet with Tyrion, but you came back and told me, oh, you think it's good you told me, but you're agreeing with him because you're putting forth his message. You're saying... Danny wants something more important. Danny wants to meet with me. And yeah, I allowed it because I think that's not a bad idea. Again, Cersei's not dumb. Maybe not as smart as she thought in seasons past, but she's she's running on all cylinders here. This is peak Cersei. And she's not dumb. She knows she probably can't defeat Danny in the field of battle. So let's defeat her at the table, much like our father did. Oh, by the way, Tyrion killed our father. So you can see... Jay, I think it's a great question. What did Jamie do? I don't think he did a ton wrong, but to Cersei, he did everything wrong. And when she whispers in his ear, don't ever betray me again, you just get the sense that Jamie Lannister is absolutely going to betray her again. Hey, Ken, this is Jeremy. I just got one question. Is Sam now Lord Tarly? Because he is the last Tarly. I mean, I don't know how much is left of the Tarleys, but... And, of course, all the soldiers bent the knee there. Uh, but I'm just wondering if now... Uh, does he control the Tarleys? Let's talk Samwell Tarly. First of all, Sam, shut up for a second. I know you're having a bad time. You quit complaining and listen to your girlfriend. Y you gotta slow down for a second, Sam. Gilly's spilling all the beans, but hey... Question is from Jeremy Samwell, now Lord of House Tarly. Well, the first thing I would think is actually no, because he's still technically part of the Night's Watch, and you gave up all claims to your house. So, does uh, is there special circumstances for the Night's Watch to say, you know what, Sam, you're free of your vows. You don't want to be our maester? That's fine. Free of your vows. Go back to your home and take your rightful place now that. Your uh, uh, father and older brother, actually younger brother, technically Dickon was younger, have gone. So, um, well, that remains to be seen. He has heart's pain. That might mean something. But I don't think as of right now, Jeremy, and anyone else feel free to correct me or give some updated information. I don't think Sam has a claim to House Tarly right now. I just don't think he's allowed. Now, he does have a girlfriend. He is with Gilly. That's not necessarily allowed with the Night's Watch either. But he's trying to find a loophole in that. Can he find one to reclaim House Tarling? Hey, Ken. Uh, such a great episode. So many big details and then little details in this show. Uh, this episode specifically that I, I just want to put out a couple that were probably not even really big things. But I just found them enjoyable. Um, first one was Jorah when the Dothraki's like, hey, your friend is here. Or claims to be your friend. And then Daenerys is like, oh yeah, that is my friend. When that happened, I don't know why, but just me personally, I just laughed out loud because it's like, oh, he's forever friends on Jordan. Everyone knows it. I just thought it was funny. I don't even think it was supposed to be. Uh, the other thing I loved was when Beric Dondarrion's trying to give his Lord of Light purpose speech to the you know Suicide Squad 6 or whatever they are, and uh, the Hound just cuts him off and is like, dude, shut up. Like, Are we going to go or not? Uh, the other one that I that I saw um, that could be a, more of a thematic thing was um, you know how 
Cersei's now pregnant. I totally think that she is. But the other scene when, with John and Daenerys, when he's talking about them being pets or whatever, and she goes, no, they're my children. So I don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting they might be setting up this like two queens, two mothers fighting over their children. Hey, Ken, sometimes on Game of Thrones, it's the little moments that can get to you, and that's what makes the show so great. Case in point, the Tarleys. Now, I did not like Randall Tarley. I thought he was a total jerk last season, and I did not like him at all. But in the moment, right before him and Decon Byrne, when he grabs his son and takes him by the arm, knowing what's about to happen, I felt for the both of them in that moment a little bit. I thought it was actually touching to be perfectly, well, literally, to be perfectly honest. And, you know, when Davos, you know, kind of one-ups Tyrion, when Tyrion says, you know, last time I was here, I, you know, killed my father. And then Davos says, last time I was here, you killed my son with wildfire. It's those kind of moments that can sometimes be just as effective as huge battles. Two great calls about the little things in episode five. And you know what? That's the thing. Uh, that episode, because it lacked the big giant fight, the big giant turn your head moment, it was all little subtle things. But that's what's driven Game of Thrones all the way around. We, we love the moment, say, like Hard Home. But if you break it down for me, what I love about Hard Home is the dogs barking, signaling what is about to come. In the Spores of War episode, it's similar. It's Braun going, shh, quiet. Hear that? It's those little moments that build up the anticipation, and in this past week's episode, there were a ton of little moments. There's something about uh, Davos trying to, for the most part, successfully uh, tricking the, the City Watch guardsmen into letting them go. I love the fermented crab line. I love the exchange there. There's something in that whole sequence, though. When Tyrion passes by... And he's looking straight ahead at Davos, and then the guards recognize him. Tyrion gives this little scrunch, painful scrunch of his face. And I love that moment. Great little acting moment from Peter Dinklage. I love it there. There's so much in this episode. Uh, the Jon Snow moment when he finally reaches up and touches the dragon. But I love the push-in on the dragon blinking his eyes. There's something there, some connection between the dragon and Jon. It's those little moments. What are your favorite little moments? Let me know as we wrap up the broadcast day here today on Daily Thrones. I want to hear your moments from this season, this episode, any of them. Put them up there. Let's talk little moments and a lot of great calls tomorrow. I have a lot of calls in the queue. You guys are killing it with these calls uh, during this season. Having uh, great thought starters from you guys. We'll get those posted tomorrow as we uh, race towards the end of this season already. Only two episodes left. That's Daily Thrones for now. We'll see you tomorrow.